Hey everyone, this is Perry with DMN. I'm here with a special guest today. This is Ryan Holmes, the founder and CEO of Hootsuite. Ryan has a book uh, coming out in the few days, actually, May 15th, the $4 billion tweet. Uh, we're lucky enough to get Ryan on the phone to speak a little bit about the book and some of the topics covered in there. Ryan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not going to keep you too long today, Ryan. Uh, I mentioned before we started the the official podcast some of the things I wanted to cover today, but can you just tell me a little bit about the book? I honestly, um, you know, the four band art tweet, like what's that all about? Yeah, so the the book was kind of came out of uh, a need that you know I, I kind of can't believe we're still talking about in the world today, which is um, why there aren't more executives, more CEOs, leaders in companies uh, engaging on social. Um, you know, our company, we've got 15 million um, customers that I think about them as the CMOs of the future. And these are people that are, are digitally savvy, that are, you know, really active in social, and they understand the value of it. But I think they have a, often have a lot of a challenge uh, explaining to their leadership on, on the benefits of, of social and why they should get onto it. So the title uh, relates to a tweet that was sent out in December of last year by Donald Trump, uh, and he was tweeting at, at uh, Lockheed Martin. Um, the, the tweet resulted in a $4 billion erosion of a market cap almost instantly, um, $35 million a character, 5% of the company's value just disappeared. And uh, the, the question that I want to pose to leaders is that if... Donald, Donald Trump tweeted at your company today, are you prepared? Uh, do you have DNA? Do you have uh, a response? And are you, you know, ready to, to uh, take, uh, take on messaging in this forum? And I think that there's a huge risk for leaders in not doing that. Uh, I think that board of directors need to be thinking about, you know, how they're encouraging leaders to get on board uh, because there's a, a huge liability in not having this DNA yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually something we cover quite a bit um, since uh, the election. Just uh, you know, watching uh, the president tweet at companies and you know the the fallout from that youth protest and all these things. Um, interesting stat sure. in this email that I got from uh, the publicist here: sixty-one percent of Fortune 500 CEOs uh, have no social media excuse me, social media presence uh, whatsoever. So um, this seems like kind of an uphill battle. Then I'm guessing. Well, I mean, I guess if we roll back, you know, the, the, the numbers are getting better and better, right? Like, uh, you know, 10 years ago it was zero. And so, so we are heading in a, in, in a good direction. I think that if this was 1999 or 2000, we would be talking about uh, should businesses and should leaders get, you know, a, a website, should they get email? Right, and and you know that there were CEOs for years that would have their EAs print out their emails, bring them into the office, dictate a response. They go and type it up and send the email back, and that's you know it's kind of a dinosaur behavior. And now I think a lot of people are still having this you know this this conversation around do they need to understand how to use this technology? And again, if you don't if you don't incorporate it into your your quiver of, of tools, your toolbox, um, you're going to 
you know, risk relevancy. You're going to risk becoming uh, obsolete. And I think that, uh, you know, it really does behoove leaders to get up to speed on this, this highly valuable communications method. Absolutely. So I'm sure you get into this in the book, but uh, like, why do you, why do you think this this may be the case? Like, why do you feel like uh, it's probably like a workflow thing? Like, do these guys feel are too busy, or you know, why do you think they're just kind of not really doing enough on social? Yeah. Well, I think that that, that is probably busyness is one of the big ones um, that that would be flagged. But, you know, I would say that, that can you use that as an excuse? Because, you know, if you think about the customer journey and the customer life cycle, how customers become aware of your product is increasingly social, where they buy it, uh, where they ask for support, and ultimately if you turn them in, you know, into a, a raving fan, how they evangelize your product, all of this happens on social. And so if you're not there, you're, you're not having the conversation with your customer and you, you risk just not engaging with them in any way. So there's, there's the one side of, you know, I don't have enough time. Uh, I think that, that that just means that you're not focusing and, and choosing to make enough time because, you know, we all have the ability to change what we're focusing and working on. I think one of the other items, it's maybe a bit of the elephant in the room for a lot of leaders, uh, is, is what happens if I screw up? Uh, you know, what happens if I stick my foot in it? And that's, that's a fear. I mean, it's legitimate. And so, you know, you, I think one of the big things that, that helps with both of those, uh, you know, concerns is, is starting off by getting help. And, um, you know, start with that, start building a strategy and, and taking it from there. But, you know, you got to get your feet wet and, and, you know, you just sitting on the sidelines isn't going to help. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like at some point, um, there might be kind of a, a distinction made between, uh, say you're the CEO of, you know, some top like fortune 20 company and, uh, you're tweeting from your personal account versus, uh, you know, the brand account, because, uh, I think it's, I want to say it's T-Mobile, T-Mobile's, uh, CEO or yeah. CEO by now. Yeah. He does a great job. Yeah. Well, the guy before. Super interesting. And nobody. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, no, nobody's, uh, few people are interested in what's going on with at Virgin on Twitter, but a lot of people want to know what's going on with Richard Branson. Right. And so he's one of the, you know, the, stu- the standout, uh, always references a, an amazing person in thought leadership and social. And I think that uh, something that a lot of people, if they, if they are starting to get into, should be aspiring to and looking at for tips. Um, you can go places that your brand can't in social. And so that is a huge asset. It's a, a, a big opportunity for leaders. Yeah, Mark Benioff also comes to mind. These guys who are always just kind of out there, and they actually have their own like personal celebrity. Like they're they're essentially like influencers as well. And um, it's true. Yeah, and I feel like that's probably uh, probably brought up in the book as well. The the interplay here between uh, influencer marketing, how this is kind of like a way for brands to do this like internally. Do you think that's kind of the case? Yeah, I think there's a possibility that it, for brands to do that if they, if they, you know, both both the brand and the and the CEO, you know, it, it is a it is a, a an absolute chance for people to to get you know to expose some of the character and personality that they have, um, and I think that you know again getting back to just the investment on time, um, 
everybody's busy, right? Like I have uh, a pile of books that people, I've been, you know, blessed people have either given me or I bought. They kind of sometimes go on my book pile of shame, which gets you know, higher and higher all the time. And I, you know, every time I go on vacation, I bring five of them along and try to plow through some of them. My, my goal with this book is to provide like a really, in, in, the, in the true essence of Twitter, you know, a fast read, the executive summary to get up to speed and um, to allow leaders to, you know, not have that excuse on time. Um, this is just, you know, what it's about. It's, it's like a half hour read. You can, you can invest a half an hour to get more up to speed on like, what we're talking about here. Right, and even beyond that, it's, you know, uh, this is kind of a, a regular function of business at this point. You know, social media, like, you kind of have to make time, uh, I feel like, for in a lot of cases. Because, uh, like you said, if, if Trump or anybody tweets at you and it gets big, then now you have a crisis situation. you got to unite it on your hands or something like that, you know? Exactly, yeah. We've seen this with airlines. We've seen it with soft drink companies. Not having... You know the the ability to to listen. That you know, if you're not listening, you're going to be tone deaf. So you got to get out there and understand what your customers want. I have a focus group that is the population of the world through social media, right? Like I can I can connect with people anywhere around the globe on social media, and I can get a better idea about what's going on with them in a lot of ways. Um, listening on on social, like so many people talk about that as being step one, and I agree. Uh, you can listen and learn so much. Like every day, I wake up. I listen to what people are saying about our brand, about, you know, my company, about our products, about our competitors. You know, back in the day when you would get, you know, 20 people in a focus group and sit them down with somebody wearing a white lab coat and they'd take notes and prepare a report that would get rolled up to me eventually, like, that, that is just a bygone era. Right now, I can get all of that value instantly. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, for, for brands that aren't doing this, they're really messing out. Their competitors are going to be doing this, and their competitors are going to be there, and they're going to be eating their lunch. Yeah. So, um, last one for you. Uh, and we kind of touched on this earlier, but... You know, in the case of, you know, um, like crisis management, you know, if, if you're if a CEO and you're trying to get more into social, like you, there is that fear, like you said. Like, so how, how would you uh, work through that? You know, like what are some of the things that go through your mind when you're having these conversations with Fortune 500 CEOs? Yeah, I mean, first off, listening, understanding, getting, reducing your risk on being tone deaf, right? Like, um, is, 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 you know, so the listening part, two ears, one mouth, you got to listen for quite some time. That helps reduce risk on saying things that are offside. Um, I think that, you know, getting help at the table, bouncing ideas off of people. Um, and then, you know, once you're ultimately out there and you, you are kind of engaging in the conversation, like what happens if you mess up? Uh, you know, we've seen this time and time again. I know I've, I've done this, and there's people who have done this, you know, over and over again. The first thing is owning it. And, you know, you own it, you, you, you accept it, you apologize with sincerity. Um, and, and although it can be, you know, mortifying when, when it happens, um, you know, you, the, the Internet is, is um, quick, quick often to, to uh, comment and judge, but it also um, does have somewhat of a short-term memory in terms of its focus, and, and the story does move on. And so, you know, keeping that in mind is also important. But... I think, you know, getting help is uh, is a great first step because that will help you, you know, all along the way. 
Yeah, and I'm sure uh, the book will as well. So, um, <laughs> thank Brian, you. Uh, again, appreciate you taking the time, buddy. Uh, the $4 billion tweet out May 7th, or excuse me, May 15th. Um, a few days from Yeah, now. that's right. And it's on Amazon, so we're the Amazon exclusive. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate your time today. All right, thanks, man.